What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Water Boys Podcast. We are back. It is April 21st. It is Wednesday, hump day. Let's get straight to it. But before... Yo, hump day. Yes, Amon. Okay, Amon's definitely going to make some random jokes this this episode, but what, what else is I'm not going to say anything. Don't worry. <laughs> Amon, Amon's been He's acting very something. interesting before we started recording. Yeah, he he he's uh-huh. disrupting the intro. We have to redo the intro okay. three seconds in. Okay. But before okay. anything, make sure you guys go check out our Instagram page at Waterboys underscore podcast and our Twitter page at Waterboys capital P. Let's start off with today. I like today's topic because it makes me excited for the future. I'm titling this one Future Drama. Yeah, I know it's kind of corny, but I like Futurama it. So, the show. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get straight to it. All right, Aman, I want you to go first because um, I'm excited to see what you have. Who are you? Who are the breakout players you see for the next year in the NFL? All right, to start off. All right, so I have Miles Sanders having a big year this year because oh. last year, <laughs> last year, dude was hurt like five six games. So I don't blame him for not having amazing season, the ridiculous season that all Eagles fans were hoping for. But I think this year, it's it with Nick Sirianni um, implementing the new offense. I think um, because Nick Sirianni's offense back in with the with the Colts, it was run heavy. So for that reason, I think uh, Miles Sanders is gonna have a, uh, he's gonna pop the season. Um, I think he's gonna have a breakout season this year. Um, my next candidate. Is gonna be um, um, Curtis Samuel of the Washington Football Team. Um, that uh, he showed out for the Panthers uh, the year before. Um, you remember he was he was working under Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, and they still have a very productive season. Uh, season right now with the Redskins, his only other competition is Terry McLaurin, and Terry McLaurin is gonna have the the best corner on the team shadowing him. Throughout the entire game, so um, um, Curtis Samuel is gonna have a weaker, weaker competition against them. That thing will destroy his uh, competition because he was amazing for the Panthers, and he like he's like a he a Swiss Army knife. Like 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 he does like, like he runs sweeps, he runs uh, screens, and he does everything. Um, so I think I, I see him having a a great season with the with the football team. Can and my I third candidate. Can I cut you off real quick? Yeah. I think um, not only Curtis Samuel, but the same player on that team who's also a wide receiver, DJ Moore, is also going to have a fantastic season. I just have to put that out there. Who? But, go on. Go, DJ Moore? Oh, DJ, oh right. okay, DJ Moore's yeah. on the yeah, I agree, Panthers, I not the football team. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. That's, what, that's what I was saying. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my third candidate for a breakout player is going to be um high key uh, my man Travis Fulgham bro of the Eagles high key high key I don't care high key my man Travis Fulgham he's about to destroy the NFL he's about to drop friggin 1600 receiving yards 15 touchdowns and 300 rushing yards because it's both different like that he does everything so Nick Sirianni is about to utilize him. I, I love Travis Fulgham, uh, especially in that Steelers game. 
he showed me that he has the potential to be a number one wide receiver. I remember this dude was against like Joe Hayden against Mika, Mika Fitzpatrick, and he and he had the ability to get open through those tough to, through the tough defenders. So I think he has a lot of potential. All he needs is reps. I, I, last year, the uh, last year the Eagles took that away from him because after Jeffrey came back from injury, and the Eagles pulled a smooth brain. And they took out Charles Fulgham from Alton Jeffrey, who's washed, and he runs like a like like a five five, like dudes like like he like, like he runs as fast as me. It's ridiculous. Like like what? Like yeah, I think if given the chance, dude's gonna show out. He'll be a elite receiver. Maybe elite, yeah, but he'll be very good. So those are my top three for now. But I think later on, I'll, I'll add more to the rest. As I do more research, but like off the top of my head, I got those three. All right, I like I like those three. I like um, uh, you brought in Miles Sanders to start off with. I know you're a huge Miles Sanders fan, and um, like um, unbelievably huge Miles Sanders fan. Like it's like like yeah, seven. Yeah. But um, I see where you're coming with them. Uh, last season, despite you know um, not having enough reps, right? I think he still played pretty good. I mean, like the first game that comes to my mind is against the Saints and how he went off, right? He had 115 yards uh, rushing, and he had two touchdowns that game, and he had a 82-yard um, first out. And that, that, that's a point that Sanders has had all season long, which is his long runs, right? So I think as, to, as the um, Eagles um, start to utilize him more, I think he goes from being uh, a person who scores six touchdowns a season to maybe 12 or, or 14 because the Eagles right now in running back, the only person I can point out and say, okay, this guy is the guy who can actually lead this team in rushing is going to be Miles Sanders. Boston Scott, I love you, but if it had to be a running back one, Sanders over Boston Scott. Uh, the next player. Um, uh, also, uh, to add, Miles Sanders had one game where I had over, I think, 20 calories. Yeah. 20 uh, carries in a game, which is ridiculous. Like, he was heavy, uh, heavily, like, underutilized. And, like, when he did the, the snaps, this dude, I was, like, I, I think it was, like, 5.4 yards per carry, which is, yeah, I think, top three in, in, in the NFL. He was in the league in yards per carry uh, with 5.3, 15th in the league in rushing yards overall. And he was tied for 23rd in touchdowns scored. And, um, and here's the, um, uh, stat that you want to see is, or that you don't want to see, I guess, is that he was 21st in attempts. And for a starting running back to be 21st in attempts in a in a team that struggled passing the ball, that is something you look at and you laugh. But you cannot, you gotta, you gotta right. work on this running game um, for the Eagles. And I think it starts with Sanders. Uh, the next player you brought up, Curtis Samuel. I like this one. Um, he's still pretty young. Got drafted in 2017. Um, now he's playing with his boy, uh, Terry McLaurin, and I think what you said was completely correct, you know, McLaurin's gonna grab the most of, the most attention, right, and I think Curtis Samuel has that ability to, um, burst out, um, last season he had, you know, in, in the, I think he was wide receiver number three, right, because DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and then it was Curtis Samuel, he had 77 yards catching, 25th in the league, 851, uh, yards, um, Wait, sorry, did I say 77 yards? I meant 77 catches, and he had 851 yards catching, 
with three touchdowns. And um, that's, like, numbers you look at and you're happy with for your wide receiver three. For a lot of teams, that's their wide receiver two stats. And um, that's pretty impressive. And I definitely see... And, and, and one for the Eagles. For the Eagles, that's the number one receiver stat. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is sad. But I like the last pick you said, Travis Fulgham, man. I like it. I like it. I remember um, watching. Exactly. I remember watching that uh, uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco game, right, when uh, Wentz hit him on, like, the deep ball for the catch. Um, after that, it just started a chain of events. I mean, after that game, he went off for, like, um, I believe it was 10. Yeah, it was a 10-catch game against the Steelers for... Um, 152 yards, which was insane. And then he went off for a, a six-catch game for 75 yards, then a five-catch game for 73 yards, six-catch game for 78 yards. Then when we come to the New York game and then for the rest of the season, um, Alshon Jeffrey came back. And, well, that's what happened to Travis Fulgham. They put him back in the cupboard, which I hated from the Eagles. You got to recognize talent when it's in front of your face. And in that, like, five-game stretch, right, he scored four touchdowns. This guy is a serious ball player. Right. And, and I like this pick so much, Amon. I definitely see him um, with the leaving of Alshon Jeffrey and, you know, uh, Deshaun Jackson. I like what I'm seeing. I don't know if I can ship Jalen Rager in the same boat yet. I still got to see some more from him. But he... I agree. Like, like uh, that's why I picked Fogum. For Fulham, right? Like, I've seen what he can do at potential. Rager, I haven't seen it. I feel like, I, I feel, I feel like Nick Sirianni, because, okay, today, right? So, uh, so, uh, what's an interview for the Eagles, right? It was Nick Sirianni, Heather Rizman, and one other guy, I forget his name. And Nick Sirianni was talking about how, like, he, like, uses the receivers, like, like, friends, like, the players' friends, right? The Eagles did not do that at all last year. Like, Rager, he's like, Wait, those, can um, you that? what'd you say? Alright, so, um, so, or real today, or real today, I watched the no, interview. What you say about the receivers? Oh. Alright, so, what I like about uh, Nick Sirianni, about what he said, was that he analyzes, uh, what the players, like, like, what, what, what the strengths are, and he, and he uses them. And last year, I, I did not see that at all for Jalen Rager, right? Um, Jalen Rager in college, he was, it was amazing after the catch. Right, a quick slant, a quick, um, quick drag. Right, like he took this place to the house, and the Eagles. Like maybe I saw one play, like in a game, where I saw Rager getting a slant. You know, like it was always deep routes. You know, fade routes. I'm like, why? Like, re- like that is not his strength. Exactly, like that is not his strength. He he's amazing at slants, drags, and short routes. Like I- I'm gonna use them, and then for Fulham. He's the opposite. Like he's good at those uh those uh fifty fifty exactly those uh those in routes those uh, out routes those um those fifty fifty catches. He's good at those exactly. And and Nick Sirianni positively like like he sees that he's like that guy's good at that. So therefore his route's gonna be that. You know what I mean? I also like, like the energy he brought to the uh, press conference today. Um, like I, I love he... it. I love it. I agree. Yeah, it's like we want to see a coach who's enthusiastic um, about turning this um, team around. Um, I don't know about his decision of not making Hurts the starter. I don't see J- Joe Flacco at all being QB1. 
but that's just another discussion. Um, 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 high key, high key. Um, I think it did that to like boost that, boost the fire in Jalen Hurts because like if Hurts like gets handed the job, like I feel like he works twice as hard when he knows that oh shoot my job's in jeopardy. You know what I mean? It's like because Hurts got that mindset. Well, like he will work harder if a guy tells him no, bro, you're not good enough. Like, like. And Hertz, I, I, and feel Hertz like, has, I feel like he knows that. And Hertz has... He um, knows that. I feel like, yeah. Hertz has, what do you say, um, gained the respect of the locker room. Because, you know, we hear vets like Lane Johnson talking about how excited he is to have Hertz on the team at the quarterback position. Boston Scott saying about how, um, you know, Hertz never leaves the gym. And that's something, you know, he looks forward to him. And, um... I think this is a good transition point for me because one of my breakout players for next season is Jalen Hurts. I think, you know, starting immediately from the game he came in for Carson Wentz against Green Bay, um, how he switched the, the flow, right? You know, they were down, and he, he threw a touchdown, and then Rager came, and he scored a touchdown, and all of a sudden it was a game. Um, of course, Eagles defense is a liability, and they let up and whatnot, but... <laughs> But the like the twelve throws he made that game, all of them were good throws. Um, I argue the one bad throw he did was the interception. But then even you look next when he goes against the Saints. The Saints at the time were the um I believe the top two or top three defense in the league, right? He, he top, goes top. To... the the top the, the top if they know, yeah they were number one. Uh yeah they, they were they the yeah. one defense in the league and um. He he like he did short throws. He did the right throws. Threw for one touchdown. Then you look at his rushing stats. Okay, he didn't force throws. He ran the ball for 106 yards, and um, he kept the chains moving, right? And that's how you saw him and Sanders go off of each other. And then we go to the Cardinals game where he absolutely destroyed that Cardinals defense. I'm talking 330 oh. passing, and then three yards uh, throwing touchdowns. Six or three yards running, one yard rushing. I think Hertz has a lot like, to build off of. He reminds me of like uh, uh, a a less um, big armed Deshaun Watson in the aspect that he can run the ball and he's pretty good at throwing. Right, he has to work on his deep ball. That's one thing for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. He has to work on that arm, and uh, I think Hertz can make a big jump next year. My next player I have is um jonathan taylor yes you might be thinking yeah oh yep jonathan okay. taylor um had a great season last year but but he can definitely build off of that this guy was third in rushing yards as a rookie in the season a lot of people doubted him after his first two games saying oh he's not he's not that type of running back he's not a workhorse running back no he is and I think with the system that Frank Reich can put in with um, Carson Wentz, it's going to take him back to his um, his days at, uh, what's his college? I forgot his college. It's the top of my head. Um, at the Huskies. Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin. Wisconsin, right. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, giving him, like, those screen passes, allowing him to run the ball and catch the ball, I think that's where he can improve the most, and that's where he can get, you know, a lot going on. Um I think he just needs to work a bit more on his um, ball carrying ability. That so like it helps him because um, sometimes he carries it a bit awkward. 
from what I saw that you know it makes him um I, I don't know what I'm saying that makes him like slow down a bit and he just needs to work on that um like that sudden uh what do you say the burst right and you know this guy has a lot of talent I mean thinking back to the game that that led the Colts to the playoffs right the Colts were all doing the playoffs but you know it was a lesson and they're bringing the Jacksonville Jaguars 253 yards rushing 253 yards. Yeah, went off of that's 8.4 yards average, and he also had two touchdowns uh, um, uh, rushing that game. I had him in fantasy in another league, and it was beautiful that day. I can tell you that. Um, this guy is really good, and he's going to make the jump next year. Um, I, I have, like, five guys, but I think, I think this guy can definitely make yeah. – as a, can I say? Can I say that rookie class last year for running backs was absolutely stacked. Like I'm talking, like I think that like like three running backs that could be solid, like franchise running backs for like years to come, like J.K. Dobbins. You know that uh, that class was was stacked, and I think um, you're right. I think J.T. can only get better from his rookie season, which was absolutely insane. That he ran for what, like 253 yards against the Jaguars. Um, I uh, that pick is amazing. I think he can take that to a different level next year. Um, great, uh, just a great pick. Then, thank you. Um, so the last guy I had on my board, right? Uh, like if I have to choose three, um, I have to say a big money Joe, right? Last season, he threw for three, um, I mean, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's a great touchdown to interception ratio, um, given the circumstances he had. He finished 23rd in the uh, league in passing yardage. Um, There's a lot of good things I saw from Joe Burrow. He didn't turn over the ball that much. Even when he um, played that game against Cleveland, right, um, that, that, that Sunday night game, um, no, oh, I mean that's sorry, not the Sunday night game. What I mean, the Monday night game, right? And he played pretty well that game as well. He also played really well, um, in the other game against Cleveland, um, which was on Sunday. I got confused. He threw for four hundred six yards, three touchdowns. Um, he, I'm telling you, if he doesn't get sacked, this guy is gonna become like the next Tom Brady. I have a feeling about it. He's a natural born winner, and if this the Bengals decide to get an line right it would just help him unbelievably and the fact that he can now like facilitate the offense to his pace um but uh we got to see what comes up next year for him i think he can definitely um definitely make a statement next year uh but yeah uh now i want to turn over the microphone to a guy who hasn't spoken since um, the beginning of the podcast has been about 19 minutes. <laughs> Daniel. Okay, I only have one I don't person. Know if you're alive. Actually, yeah, I kind of passed out. Because, uh, yeah, I, I totally knew what was going on. I'm obviously the the most proficient football. Uh, I have the most proficient football knowledge here. Uh, but I have one. I have one person that comes to mind when I'm thinking breakout season next year, and that's Antonio Gibson of the football team. Uh, last year, he had some flashes of greatness. I specifically remember watching the game on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, he, he dropped three touchdowns. He was on my fantasy team. 
Uh, that was great. <laughs> that was a great day. That was an amazing day. And I beat Lickith that week. I specifically remember that. Um, but yeah, I think he was injured for a good amount of a good amount of time during these this his first season. He's a rookie. Um, he had like turf toe, some other stuff. So I feel like if he if he gets the same amount of touches, if not more, and he is not getting as injured, I feel like he could definitely grow as a player and have a really good season. Considering that he was injured for a good amount of this season and he didn't get he had to share a lot of his ball, uh, his like touches with players like JD McKissick and other players like that. Yeah, that's my one player. Wow, just guys, um, guys, on the roofs, we didn't pick anyone on defense. So let's pick one for defense for like each. So let's look at Beagle first. Uh, okay, so first of all, when you said defense, I'm gonna have to go with Isaiah Simmons. I know he didn't have the best of uh, rookie season. Oh, okay. Now with him um being in the Cardinals, getting another chance, like the end of the season, he showed that. Okay, this is why I was the top pick. Right as a linebacker, um, and I think in the off season, if he puts the work in, I definitely see this guy being um, the next like Luke Keekley or or the next big middle linebacker like Bobby Wagner, or or um, you know what I mean. Um, but that's just for me on defense because he, I'm I, I, no I also kind of say, also kind of say that is a cheat quarter Madden, like his speed, <laughs> like what, what, like like like. Put him on safety, put him on linebacker, dude's insane. Like, he, like, imagine, he's like, 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 everyone loves him, Madden. Hopefully, he's like that in real life next year. He's insane. <laughs> yeah. Who do you have him on? Bro, my boy, Jeremy Chin. I think Jeremy Chin, even though last year, he had a very good rookie, rookie season. I think he'll even get better on top that, uh, top that season. He, like, he's showing me a lot of promise. So, for now, I'm going to go with Jeremy Chen. Uh, and my next guy is probably going to be Chase Young. I think Chase Young is just... He's a, like, he, he's a figure of nature. Like, like, how, like how I was built. How, like, how could you not pick Chase, Chase Young? So, for me, it's uh, Jeremy Chen and uh, Chase Young. I'm going to go one more and say Nick Bosa. You know, he was out last Nick season. Nick Bosa. Yeah, and I think he's gonna come back uh, stronger than ever, cause he did put up really good um rookie season. Wait, bro, his rookie season he was a monster. Also, okay, this is a new one. Okay, Josh Sweat, Eagles. Last year he played like seven games and then got injured, but dude had like five sacks in, in, in like seven games. So like, imagine what would have done if he played the entire the entire season. So Josh Webb, he's only like 23, 20, uh, 23, I think. He's very young. Um, and he's, like, he's shown a lot of promise. Like, I think he could probably replace Brandon Graham when he leaves. Like, he, like, he, like he's that good. Like, he has all the physical attributes. He's, he's 6'5", he's, he's fast. Uh, he, like, he's everything. And he's really good. I think um, Josh Webb could be a person to pop off. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Mr. Daniel. Okay, so I don't know much about the defensive side of football. It's a first-year watcher, and Amon kind of took the two people I, I first thought of, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually, my first thought was Chase Young, because 
Uh, I was watching that uh, Redskins uh, Tampa Bay game, right? The when everyone thought the Heineke, yeah, the playoffs game. I was oh, really hoping for yeah, an upset. Yeah. It almost happened. So close. Uh, and then all the clips of him, like how how great of a leader he is for this very young like Redskins defense. And I think he will be a leader going forward. And just like he's just a freak of nature, like the man's built different. And I think going forward that he's going to be the leader for their defense, and he can only get better from here. Very hey. inspirational, thing. Very inspirational. Thank you. Thank you. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the um, future picks we made. Um, I have to say this, just so everyone who's listening knows. Keep an eye out for the Instagram. We're going to drop our top 25 players. We're under 25 on the Instagram soon, so keep an eye out for that. For for basketball basketball or NFL? For football. Um, For football. Yep. Next This Friday, not next Friday, um, we're going to discuss our top... uh, players for breakout season next year are way too early breakout seasons for next year in the basketball world but now I, let's just switch the gear real quick to basketball because i have a question for both of you is Jokic running away with the mvp Jokic is running away i don't think so um, i personally don't think yeah, so especially family? with the recent I- play of curry i think that he definitely isn't like like I feel like it's Embiid or Curry, right? In the next, what, like, like 10 games? We're dang. Um, How many games are remaining in the thing? In the NBA season? Like, I think... I think 12, right? Like 10? Uh, 10 teams have, like, uh, like a variety of, like, 10 to 12 games. It, okay. Yeah. So, I think. Right, so, so I feel like if, if Curry keeps us up, well, like... He's at 40, like, 40 points a game. If he gets set up, I think Curry has to win it. And if they're, like, a higher seed, like, if they're the sixth or fifth seed, I'll, I think Curry's MVP for sure. Actually, wait, but, it's, it's, it's 14. It's around 14, actually. 14 to 15 games for every team. 14? Okay. Yeah, Dang, okay. Went fast, man. Yeah, it's also short right. season, too. Yeah, and and also... Like, and also, I feel, I feel like Jokic, like, he had one insane game last week, but I think he, like, not quiet, but he hasn't been, like, like as insane as it was the first half of the season. It's still been excellent, really good, but I feel like Curry has been even better, and I think Embiid's also been really good after he came back from injury, so I think it's still pretty close. I think it just comes to the fact of who the media puts forward. Like, a lot of players I don't mean, post... I mean, Jokic's last game was a 47-point game. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying that. Like, I, I feel like... Like, he hasn't been as insane as it was. Uh, I mean, he's been playing pretty he's well. Like, really if he doesn't drop, like, right. 20, like, 5-plus, he's, like, getting, like, triple-doubles. Like, as I'm looking at his stat lines, like... 47 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists. And then we go down, he has 29 points, 16 yeah, rebounds, right. 7 assists. But, and then, but one but game he doesn't insane, drop 20, you know I mean? and he's getting 17, 10, 11. Like, as a center, this stuff he's doing insane. And his averages are still crazy. 26 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, 9 assists. And his his best, like, pure offensive scorer has out for the season. So, 
I think that really plays. I just feel the- like Curry has been like this insane. Yeah, Curry like, insane. Curry, yeah, Curry has been insane, but I, still, I don't think he's... Exactly. I still think Jokic is above him because of how, like, so, Jokic has been playing I, this way the whole I, season. So, Danny, you for me, you still, like, number one for me. Jokic is number one. I'm just saying that if Curry keeps us up the next 15 games, I think Curry's the MVP. Like, because if we turn up back on the stats, they're winning most games, right? Yeah. So... I think if he brings him up to a, to be like fifth or sixteen, I think he's my MVP. Like I think it's just insane that he's Yeah, doing I think that. it. I think it matters what seed they are then, because right now they are the ninth seed. The Denver Nuggets are exactly. The exactly. Seed. My point. Uh, so, uh, so it's somehow over. Like, like he's not running away, but he like he's jogging away with it. Like like jogging, I'd say. Not running. Not sprinting away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. I like I like yeah. that analogy, man. But. He's jogging away with it, okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree on what um you guys said, that I think if they go up to the ninth, I mean, not, sorry, if they go from the ninth to the sixth or fifth seed, um, Curry, Curry definitely has to be in that uh, conversation, at least. Um, one thing I'm looking forward to, right, apart from this whole MVP thing, is the Rookie of the Year race, because LaMelo is set to be back soon. Um... And so Lamelo is back. Yeah, Lamelo. He's coming He's back. back. Yeah, uh, I, I, I about it in the comments. I thought it was hilarious. Bro, they even but, uh, they even admitted that they are Lamelo simps. They literally captioned their thing house. They did. They did. That was so <laughs> sad. <laughs> post on that. They literally captioned the house of Lamelo. What legends? And also, um. So let's say uh, Lamelo does come back. Let's say next week, okay? Uh, would you say that um, Lamelo is still in the lead for Rookie of the Year, or is he still like number two, number three? I like, think Anthony let's say Edwards. Comes back and still does what, what he was doing. If he comes back and does uh, what he was doing, I think he'll come back. But right now, I think Anthony Edwards is above him. I agree with Dan. Uh, I think for me, I think. It should be at least ten games that Lamelo comes back and does what he did, um, because Edwards played longer and he also proved himself a lot longer. Even last night, dropping twenty eight points, um, which is pretty good for a rookie. You know that's just um, what we gotta think and about. And this season, because... he's averaging eighteen points per game, four rebounds, three assists, which is really good numbers as a rookie. So I don't so like think, yeah. so like. So, like, my biggest issue with Anthony Edwards is that he's not that efficient. Like, he's shooting 39% from the field and 32% from three, which isn't isn't efficient efficient at all. But I think he's still a rookie, so I'll still give him that. I think the issue is, um, I mean, in his recent games, his shooting has, actually, it's never mind, it hasn't been great. His last game, it was good. But I think it's the issue with he's playing on literal worst team of the league, so he's taken up a lot of shots. So yeah, okay. and, and it's it's his rookie yeah. season. Like he's getting used to the league, and I, I think it's it'll get better. But right now, that's what I think it's it's not amazing. Right. Yeah. But right now, yeah. I definitely have Anthony Edwards as my number one. And that's the thing with the Timberwolves. You know, I say this all the time. They have the most talent in the world. Yet they can't win games. It's disappointing to watch. Um, literally any aspect you look at it. Actually, like, wait—they're not the 
They're not the worst team in the league anymore. The Rockets are. Dang. Yeah. I mean, I I don't. I'm not surprised. (laughs) I'm not surprised. Yeah. When Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley are your star players. Now they have Christian Wood, (laughs) John Wall. It's just after as soon as Christian Wood got uh, got injured, it just went downhill from there. They lost every single game Christian Wood didn't play. So yeah. Oh, that the rule bring, on bringing right bringing up one? bringing up Christian Wood. Team? Do you guys have any thoughts on the most improved player award? Who do you guys think is in most the lead improved? for that? Jeremy Grant. Jeremy, my boy, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I also agree with Jeremy Grant. I think he is Jeremy definitely. Grant. The, I think if <laughs> Christian Wood, he was the only bright spot this year. That is true. I think if Christian Wood didn't get injured, he would have won. But after his injury and how trash the Rockets are playing, I think Jeremy Grant is the clear number one. And but Jeremy Grant is injured right now, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I don't. Maybe Chris Boucher. Yeah, Chris Boucher Rockets. is still there. He's been really good. He's yeah. Also playing really well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyone? So else? with that, we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the Water Boys podcast. We enjoy talking about the future of the NFL and who's going to step in into the next stardom and the next Tom Brady, next Patrick Mahomes, the next Miles. Or never mind, Miles Snyder started today. But we hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, go check our Instagram page at Waterboys underscore podcast and our Twitter page at Waterboys capital P. Uh, we will be back again on Friday to discuss the future of the NBA and other things of that matter. So with that, thank you and have a great rest of the day. Peace. 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 All right.